Welcome to the show. I'm Genesee, and this is Dusty for Dishonor. Today is Friday, December 21st, and this is episode 87 in a weekly series followed by a group of friends playing Dungeons and Dragons, hosted by the Gray Area Podcast. It is the day of the Mayan apocalypse, and we have survived with some unusual changes. So we will explore this here and celebrate the holidays and our survival. So, Dungeon Master, you are a go. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Death Before Dishonor holiday special, or as we like to say, the flaming train wreck of the holiday season. <laughs> We're going to try and have a little fun tonight since it's supposed to be the uh, Mayan Apocalypse and they evidently failed their uh, performance review for the uh, Epoch. So, um, getting into things, I'd just like to first uh, thank Johnny Feisty from TV Copilot for his insanely crazy personalized song that he's uh, doing for people who are following him. Thank you very much. Uh, please check him out. And also, I'd like to uh, thank out, send us thanks out to the Hooniverse um, podcast with Nicole Wakeland and Mike Gaines for, well, I guess putting in the extreme desire to see the uh, winter christmas episode of doctor who here in a couple of days all told uh tonight uh, thorn is busy with the retail shopping season and will not be present um sabre sabre is not <laughs> otherwise because uh, he is entertaining i believe it's roughly six generations or some nonsense of uh family somewhere within the continental united states at a secure bunker facility and unfortunately, uh, well, fortunately for us, um, Razor was kind enough to let us know that normally our recording nights are his main raiding nights in WoW, and uh, he was starting to get some uh, fuzzy eyeballs from his raid leader. So he mm-hmm. has opted to step aside um, going forward, but we will uh, take care of that in, in due time. But we do wish him well, and I know a bunch of... Um, Listeners had written in to say that they liked what he was doing with Razor. Tonight's episode is entirely non-canon for the D4 universe. <laughs> We're uh, so very canon otherwise. Yeah, but tonight nothing is going to really stick to the wall. Um, it's probably going to smell up the place, but not stick to the wall. So what happened should not be um, viewed as... Uh, part of the existing story. This is just kind of the side little bud on the um, bacterial uh, <laughs> well, then. well, we all love a good holiday story, don't we? How are you doing, Cesar? Yes. Yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> holiday season. We all like to at times, wake up in our bed, sneak down, see if Santa's been there, fall asleep five minutes before he apparently shows up. Something eats the cookies. You know, you get a bunch of presents. Xanatari. Uh-huh. The last thing that you can actively remember before opening your eyes this wonderful morning that you believe somewhere in the time stream, well was a huge red dragon lunging down at you from on high, swooping in flame 
breath blasting you to atoms, but hmm, maybe sometimes somebody leaves the kettle burning in the time tower and stuff happens. You open your eyes and you are entirely ensconced in a warm, fuzzy comforter. A nice, fuzzy pillow. Is it a wolf pelt blanket? Hmm? Mm-hmm. Ah. <laughs> Round. Nice little room. Decorated however you want. It looks pretty cool. Mm-hmm. There's also, uh, by the way, large blue box sitting off in the corner. Okay. Do I know that it's winter solstice? Like, was I preparing for this holiday? Yes. There is just nothing other than there is presence. There is glee. There is, you know, a party to be had. Oh, you might be a hell of a lot younger than you were, but who knows? <laughs> yes, I, I had a little <laughs> moment at the beginning of the show. Mm-hmm. Huh. Okay, uh, I would wake up with a sense of terror because either I had a really realistic bad dream or something is different than I'm expecting. Um, memories of being, seeing a huge eye coming toward me and red shining scales and then feeling the pain of burns. I would suspect that maybe I just rolled a little too close to the fire and had some sort of you know, strange, strange dream. But then waking up in this place that I've never been before, I would look around and wonder where my companions are and get up quickly, searching the bed with my hands for my weapon. You find there is uh, nearby a, a teddy bear and uh, what appears to be a long cylindrical device that uh, most would know as a sonic screwdriver in other worlds. You have <coughs> In this particular case, but you do have a very nice flannel set of PJs. Okay. Uh, is it one piece? It is. I'm sure it has feet. Yep. Yay! <laughs> okay, uh, assuming that I was still dreaming and not recognizing this area from any of my history, it's a very unkalishtar, I would. <laughs> decide to play along and uh, put on the warm PJs and pull the blanket around me, keeping uh, the sword or, that I had belted around my flannel onesie, <laughs> just in case, <laughs> and, uh, and walk across the floor to see if there's a door that I could possibly look out of. There is indeed a door. There's uh, windows all around you. Um, doors open up onto a long hallway. Uh, there's a couple of candles um, burning in sconces at the top of the walls, spaced you know, five, ten feet apart. And it's uh, looks to be a pretty reasonably sized house by the size of the hallway. And there's various pictures that are kind of details are somewhat lost in the flickering of the light, but um, a lot of holiday stuff around. Oh, and, and by the way, you feel really well-fed. Hmm. 
Disappointed that I don't recall the amazing food that I ate to make me feel well-fed, I would go back... What's that? With a lot of eggs and ham. Ugh. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I would go back and take the mysterious blue package with me and slowly and quietly walk down the hall uh, searching for my companions. Okay. Um, Cesar. Yes? What would be the last thing that you would probably remember given a way of going out into the world, uh, from the world to another world for Cesar? Um, how about scaling a massive cliff with the aid of a few contraptions and right as you get to the top, uh, the battery goes dead in one and, uh, I lose my handhold and fall back into a chasm. Okay. Any 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 sort of uh, tiny umbrella attempt or? A <laughs> <laughs> uh, little mechanical winged creatures all fly out of my pouch and start to try to grab onto me to to keep me up. Okay. Well, as you're falling, um, you see down below in, in this valley that is coming up on you quite uh, quite rapidly a very small-sized hamlet of a bunch of houses, a town center. There's uh, another larger mountain that was off ahead of uh, where the one that you were particularly climbing at that point in time, but mm-hmm. um, you, fall, you find yourself uh, while falling passing what appears to be some sort of energy field. Like through it? Through it, yep. Okay. Like this blue shimmer and... Okay. You find yourself heading straight for a box. A box. And it starts to unwrap, sort of, uh, the doors start to open... Or the the flap on the box starts to open. Mm-hmm. It's swirling inside. It's swirling inside. Okay. Um. Well, assuming my uh, winged creatures are slowing my descent at least a little bit, I pull out just a hunk of something and toss it into the box ahead of me to see what might happen. <laughs> what of something do you do you pop through? Uh, a, a gear attached to a sprocket with a a drive shaft through it. Okay. Sanitari, there is, um, from what appears to be downstairs, is the sound of a lot of metal hitting what sounds like uh, flaming logs. Okay. Uh, alarmed by this, I would draw my sword and creep quietly down to wherever the staircase is and, and peer down to the lower level. Okay. Um, there is a smashed chunk of metal that is now tipping its way out of the fire pit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a nice stone fireplace. And it has uh, a dry pad. With- Say that it has what? has a drive shaft. Okay. But I don't know necessarily that Xanatari would fully understand, but she would mm-hmm. it as something that maybe Cesar would have around, but uh, it comes out and it looks like it is completely smashed 
what was a looking pile of logs. But the you know the fire still goes and hasn't scattered too far onto the carpet. Okay, quickly moving down the stairs, having experience with this, unfortunately, uh, I would roll up the carpet to try to put out any sparks and lean towards the fire, uh, kind of trying not to burn my hair as I peered upward to see where this shaft fell from and possibly if there's a chimney, uh, which I would assume a venting of some sort. Okay, so you lean forward towards the fire pit. Yeah. Cesar, um, your drive shaft uh, contraption doesn't come puking back out of the box at you. Mm-hmm. And uh, it looks like you're going to be heading into the box in rapid fashion. Okay. Pun intended, perhaps. Any any last words shouted to the cosmos? Any final sips of rum that you can think you can handle? Um, he'll go. He'll close his eyes, try to make it so that he's at least going through feet first, and say, "Yippee!" Well, it's either the boxer or sudden death on a small hamlet yeah. below. Really, what's your choice? Okay, um, Cesar. Yes. Your yippee is cut off in the mid-feeling that you have just passed not only through a box, but probably what would be most of Upper Manhattan, and probably part of uh, uh, some place you just have never actually ever encountered before, before being spit out at the end of your yippee mm-hmm. to find you sitting in a rocking chair staring at what appears to be someone looking at a fireplace. Oh, I really wanted him to come down the chimney. I was totally prepared for it. <laughs> oh! The, fi- the, you know, the, the, the fire pit would have probably been a bit much. <laughs> oh! Ah! Uh, he- hello? <laughs> Whipping around to look behind me at the sudden sensation of someone looking and the thud that I detected still with my sword out I would kind of dash forward within range of him with my sword out and then be startled and jump back Cesar? She <laughs> looks like Genesee or I mean Xanatari? Yes L- Looks like an extremely you know younger Xanatari Okay Oh Xanatari Where are we? You look Young? <coughs> um, I had no idea. I just came upstairs and there was a present and, and this PJs. I was so excited. I'm not going to talk like that the whole episode. Right. Um, <laughs> let's, uh, um, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, right. Uh, well, let's, uh, what's, what's your present? I don't know. I waited for you guys. I thought maybe you'd have some too, or oh, or by we the could. Way. Hmm? Cesar. Yes. You're, you're dressed in a very fashionable red red suit with white highlights. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> oh. And you do know that suddenly it's Festivus. <laughs> uh, I would say I think that we're dreaming because this is very strange. And what's the last thing you remember? Uh, well, I was uh, scaling a cliff and uh, had a little mishap and began plummeting to my doom when uh, all of a sudden there was a, 
a, a box beneath me with uh, something swirling within it, and I happen to fall right through, and here we are. Hmm. You? I was being attacked by a giant red dragon who just breathed fire in my face. Hmm. Okay. I kind of remember us uh, in a dungeon. <laughs> Do you? This is a strange dream. Right. Hmm. Okay, I'd like to open this box, but I don't know what will come out. What do you think? Well, I'm, you know, not quite to the level of Thorn's curiosity, but when there's a, a present, I have a tough time not opening it, so I'd say <laughs> go for it. Okay, I would set the box down between us on the floor, okay. and with one hand on my sword, I would use the other to unwrap any sort of decorative bits on the outside. Are you going to read the card at all? Oh, there's a card. Oh, yes, I will definitely read the card. <laughs> it's from... Uh, it's addressed to Xanatari Who. From Cesar Who. <laughs> um, looking at the card, I would look up very slowly at Cesar and say, is this some kind of joke? This is uh, from you. Well, actually, it says to from Cesar Who. I'm just Cesar. I don't know who Cesar who is. Let's find out. Okay. Lifting one corner of the box, I would have my sword ready and peer inside to see if anything pops out. Okay. Um, nothing comes rolling out. No giga, no gaga, no it's it or what's it. But there is something in here that probably going to futz it. Okay. There is a another box. It's made of some sort of metal. And it has what appears to be um, a spool of something on one end that feeds to another spool. And something sticking out one side of it that is kind of shiny and like an old, uh, for the out-of-character stuff, one of the old uh, film strips. Hmm. Okay, is there a crank or something to wind this? Um, there is a, a switch, a most alluring red switch. Okay. Where's Thorn when you need him? I know. Perhaps I th- that mystery will be solved. <laughs> I think I would pause for a moment and ask uh, Cesar if he would take a- examine this, um, not to push the button, but to examine it and see what he thinks it is. And I would... Qu- go back quickly upstairs to the room that I appeared in and take the uh, mysterious cylindrical object with me, putting it into my pouch, and come back downstairs. Okay. I'll pick it up and, uh, you know, look it over and see what I can see and poke and prod to see if I can figure out what it is. Unless I wrecked it at sight. Um, some sort of, uh, mechanical object as uh, you can clearly see mm-hmm. um, there is some sort of magic attached to it okay. a, a sort of um, I don't know some sort of recording device or playing device okay you don't you don't detect the usual uh, runes of explosion or protection okay in, in fact it seems kind of fragile oh. okay it Could does maybe- um, on the far end, though, it, it, it does have a uh, 
imprint of your initials, mm-hmm. sort of like a, a maker's mark, but it's mm-hmm. approximately the date that you can reason in your head is 300 years beyond what you... Okay. You're oh. long-lived. <laughs> okay. I already knew that. Yes. I'm going to back downstairs and watching him examine it, I would say, uh, what do you think? Do you think that you made that? Oh, well, uh, by this mark, I would say that I would. I've Looks like I've, I've got quite the life ahead of me, as that seems to indicate a date some 300 years in the future. Uh, but uh, it seems to be uh, rather benign. Uh, uh, some sort of either... Uh, playback or recording device of, of some sort. I'm not exactly familiar with it, but it, it doesn't seem to pose us any threat. I would definitely say that. Okay. I would take it back from him and gently place it on the table and with a rueful look at him, flip the switch. Well, we know that if Thorn was here, probably something would happen. You know, maybe an apocalypse, maybe something along those lines. He missed his chance. <laughs> Or maybe that's why he's not here. He's actually heading for the border. Who knows? But um, there's kind of a, a, a whirling sound as uh, the device takes a couple seconds to either charge up or activate. And then material between the two spools starts passing from one spool to the other. The glass portion begins to light up. And an image is projected uh, somewhat sloppily onto the wall. Um, You may need to adjust it a little bit for a better picture. But if you have um, ever seen one of the Chuck Jones, Tom and Jerry cartoons, there's film strips that they have, especially when they do the, um, the spy and the mice. But you see an image of a Christmas tree beautiful tree. Uh, Tons of presents underneath. A nice, lovely scene. However, there is a creature slinking around the tree, grabbing the presents, pausing, grabbing more presents, shoving them into a bag, and then eating all the cookies. Hmm... What? <laughs> what kind of creature? Well, it looks like quite quite a hairy beast. But it seems to be something in the background as well. It somewhat spherical, or at least three spheres, and wearing some manner of hat, and it seems to be directing this beast. Hmm. Something spherical directing a beast. Mm-hmm. Try spherical. Wow. But the move, the movements of whatever is slinking around with a tree seem kind of familiar to both of you. How so? Mm, you've seen this movement pattern up close, actually. <sighs> the only hairy beast I know is Thorn. Mm-hmm. And he would steal all the presents. Yes, he would. And eat all the cookies. That too. Although I don't understand this tri-spherical creature. Okay, well, I would continue watching to see uh, to see if I felt this was something that happened in the past or something currently happening. Well, this tri-spherical creature, by the way, it seems like there's a big sphere. Mm-hmm. A smaller sphere on top of that. 
Oh, and the smaller tier on top of that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe a fez. Okay. Okay. Mostly white. Yeah. Okay. I, well, I would. It's kind of, kind of in the shadow, so you, you're not really going to fully be able to uh, make it out, but you can see the outline that there's something there. I would look at Bert, look at this spherical creature, look at Bert, look at the spherical creature, and just shake my head. Okay. Um, the image on the wall continues playing, and there's another house again. This one, not so well adorned, kind of plain, but still, nice holiday setup. Again, this one goes through pilfers everything, including tinsel, the turkey for the next day, pretty much cleans out the place, dragging it all back out the door. Mm-hmm. I'm sensing a theme. Another house. And this one has the fire burning low enough that this creature, eyes glinting, reflecting from the embers below, comes crawling out of the fireplace and outside the window, sort of pointing with very thin, what appear to be a very thin arms and fingers towards the tree, sends this creature off towards the presents, which are again scarfed. <laughs> okay. Uh, Cesar, what do you make of this? What, where has Thorn gone, and why is he obeying this strange creature? I, uh, I don't know that I could really say. I'm uh, not familiar with the, this strange creature, uh, but uh, I'm also not sure you know, exactly what this is. This is. It seems to be some sort of recording, so I'm not sure why it's being shown to us by me. Maybe it's uh, something we're to prevent? I'm not, I'm not too sure. Hmm. Well, I don't believe we have any presents for Winter Solstice other than the one that we're currently watching and the spherical or the uh, rectangular object that I have hidden in my in my pouch. So I'm not afraid that this creature may appear to steal anything from us unless there's something I've missed. Well, there is um, your very nice tree that is in the house, and the problem is, is that it's unadorned. Empty and plain. Not a light to be seen, not a tinsel string to be seen, hmm. or any presence underneath. And it feels like there's a draft coming from the other room. Okay. Uh, and the plate of cookies is empty. Well, this is an outrage, Cesar. We need to go check that out right now. Absolutely. Let's uh, see what this draft is that we feel. Maybe it's a clue. Oh, and by the way, the... Uh, you see a couple of clocks in the course of the movie that is playing, mm -hmm. and it says 12 midnight. If you happen to see a clock where you're at right now, it is 12.16. Okay. Okay, uh, moving quickly to the room following the feeling of draft. On Guys, can we, sorry, can we take like a five minute break? Yeah, you sorry. need to go, Archer? Yeah. Okay. One sec. Well, while he does that, for the listeners in the chat room, we have a very special holiday gift 
created for you by our friend Rabbit, who, which I think is really awesome. And I, I, I confess I didn't have a chance to look at until uh, earlier today because it does not work on iOS devices. It's purely for your computer or something of that nature. So while you wait, why don't you take a look at this flash presentation of, <laughs> of our friend Razor as a robot who uh, you can now manipulate to your own will, and he will say different phrases for you and light up and do cool animations. And uh, it, it would make Thorn very happy because there are several buttons to push. So I will tweet this out for you. Uh, most of you will have gotten this by the time the episode comes out. But a happy holidays from all of us, and especially Rabbit, who worked very hard on this, to give you this really fun game to play where you can manipulate Razor uh, instead of the air breathers. I think we're still good to go. So what were we doing? We were wandering into a room with drafts. Yes. As you as you start to move out of the room, um, there's a very dramatic, drastic scene that portrays itself upon the wall of the video as you start to move. It's a series of children, pigtails, just the kind of guy, the the kid, boy, sticky hair all over the place, haircuts, everyone in pajamas going boo-hoo-hoo and crying because their presents are gone. You see the clocks in the town square where everyone is gathered, sad, at 6 a.m. Okay, so we have to stop the thorn who stole Christmas. (laughs) Um, Going around the corner, you encounter what appears to be a side door to the house that is has been left open sort of swinging with the wind um, kind of being pushed there's just enough that it kind of creaks back and forth a bit okay uh, I'll look at Cesar see if hmm? he's thinking what I'm thinking are you thinking what I'm thinking I'm thinking what you're thinking okay and uh, hmm? head for the, the open door been what like 16 minutes or something yep so you you it's been 16 minutes since whatever has happened and probably for you about 10 minutes since you came and woke up okay so heading to the open door i would take a look really quickly left and right and walk outside okay you're gonna get boots on I really want to run around in my footy PJs, but yes, I suppose I'll go back and get dressed. Well, no, you don't have to. You can just get the boots on. Footy PJs <laughs> and boots. It's like built-in socks. <laughs> Up to you. I would prefer to have armor if I'm going to encounter Thorn. Okay. Well, if you go back upstairs and you rummage around, uh, you do find a kid's set of armor. Appears to be plasticky but yet uh, pretty stable and strong. And you do find uh, a, a very squishy white spherical object, kind of like a ball. Mm-hmm. It looks a lot like Bert. Like, <laughs> like a Nerf Bert. <laughs> okay, okay. I, I agree. A burf. A, a burf. Yes. I agree. Uh, I should use the PJs as though they were... You know, the white padding you put underneath your chainmail and put my armor over top. And okay. assuming my own armor has disappeared, I would have to make do with the kid's armor. Put that on and uh, 
I guess hang on to that uh, squishy Bert just in case I need to pelt something in the head. Okay. Um, you do actually notice that if you hold Bert, Bert seems to stay where wherever you want Bert to stay. Is <laughs> the Nerf Bert will also float? Nerf Bert probably will float. Okay. Okay. I would put um, Nerf Bert next to Big Bert like a little satellite, so it goes around Bert. Okay. And uh, you're feeling actually pretty badass in in your armor. <laughs> You, th- you think you think it'll you think it'll do pretty good. Kenny little He Man uh, flashback from my childhood. Yep. Yeah. Yep. You know you pretty much go tackle anything now. Okay. Um, running back down the stairs with the a plumbing clomp 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 of boots and whatever else the kids are known to do because they don't know their own size. Um, outside it is snowing, a light wind. But there's an evidence of a a huge set of uh, uh, tracks. It's huge tracks of land, okay? Walking. Uh, no, uh, sorry. There are tracks in the snow. Oh, okay. Um, there appears to be a large divot, sort of uh, <laughs> divot of sorts, as if something either was rolled or dragged along. There is another divot that looks very erratic, as if it was a bag of something. Mm-hmm. And there are paw tracks, as if something was walking with a sense of slinking get style. <laughs> After him! <laughs> okay, there we go. Uh, trotting quickly through the light snow and following the tracks... Okay. I would go in front of Cesar because he can rain shoot and uh and run. Okay. Um Cesar? Mm-hmm. Outside there is a sleigh. There's also a number of animals mm-hmm. that are attached to the front of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple rabbits, um you know, just mm-hmm. a couple deer, a cow. Just all sorts of random things. But they all have um, large horns okay. tied to them. Sure. <laughs> Sanitari over here. We have transport. Let's go. I hang the transport dubiously. I would follow behind him and roll my eyes while I let him take the reins of whatever strange contraption this is and climb in beside him. You also notice, uh, Xanatari, that um, your favorite hobby horse is leading the front of this procession of animals. Is it living? It appears to be a hobby horse. Okay. <laughs> um, there is a a um, a, a glowing um, bird of its own mm-hmm. that alternates from red to green, depending on which side of the head it's orbiting. Okay. And there's antlers tied to it as well. So there was a stink bug. Flew around my head. I wasn't really looking at the ball. Um, wow. <laughs> like, wow, good role play. No. Um, okay, okay. Well, I would still sit in the sleigh and uh, kind of be taken aback by that. Okay. Um, Cesar, there is inside a nice comfy blanket to... 
to sit on or wrap in. Um, there's also a, a, a riding whip that you can use to crack. Mm-hmm. And you seem very fluent um, in how to use this sleigh somehow. Okay. Well, I'll let my uh, natural instincts kick in, pull up the reins, give a crack at the whip, and say, Go! Hey, The sleigh launches off. Oh, by the way, it is a particular blue color. Launches off in a random direction. It is going. Mm-hmm. It's not going where you want it to go. Mm-hmm. But it's going. Okay. You said go. Oh, yes. no. Don't go. Go go that way! Pointing the way the tracks were going. Okay. It does a, a gentle yet... Mm, non-complaining, abrupt turn. There's sort of a, a, a weird sound as it's as if breaking. Kind of a whoop whoop sound. And turns around and speeds off down the tracks. And follows it. Excellent. Appears to be heading to a mountain. Mm-hmm. Tall mountain that you saw before. In the distance. Well, looks like we're on our way. Okay, I would grip the sleigh very tightly at the strange and bumpy, <laughs> mismatched ride that we are taking. Okay. Um, you're bouncing along, and uh, the bounces don't seem to be all that violent, but you can sort of see that maybe this sleigh is somewhat held together by... Uh, um, hmm... Not the greatest of workmanship. Seems kind of cobbled together. But overall, it looks pretty nice and seems to be very serviceable. And it is speeding along. Soon, though, you see that there is a abrupt change from the tracks that you have been following to ones that are similar to your own. Hmm... Are we going in circles, Cesar? No. I don't believe so. Okay. Perhaps they uh, picked up a sleigh of their own. Hmm. We better step on it. Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> Come on, worst shadow mirror ever. Let's go faster. Okay. Uh, do you smell smoke? Perhaps the friction of the or the runners. Um, against the against the snow heating up to the point that in, imperfections within the snow were. <laughs> you got me. Wake up, buddy. <laughs> Cesar, it's my job to fall asleep on this damn podcast. <laughs> yeah. I'm good. Need a moment? Need a glass of water? Nope. Need a swift slap to the face? There you go. Speeding up to the mountain, um, you pass uh, what appears to be a large white creature at speed. And it's sitting there on a rock. And it's just kind of watching you go by. It looks like a very vicious monster, but it's not attacking. It's just kind of sitting there. It's got big eyes and 
horns and whatever, but it's it's just it's just sitting there. Do the tracks seem to deviate at this point, or do they the the ones that we're following seem to just continue on? It's full bore for the mountain. Okay. Says her waves and goes, Hello! <laughs> the creature weighs its own hands, roars something back, and you think it waves before uh, your speed has taken you around a corner and, and started to climb up the hill. Mm-hmm. Were you okay. Old claymation, perhaps a... Uh... Does it need a dentist? Yes. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, any changes that you want to make as you're cruising up the mountain? Anything that... Uh, any sort of glee that this would inspire in you, Xanatari? Any... Hmm. Um, I think I would be closing my eyes and kind of peering through the slits of them, hanging on tightly to the sleigh, because I don't like... Uh, probably the speed that this is going. I'm used to being able to control the reins of Clyde, so uh, never having experienced this sort of thing before, I would uh, kind of glancing sidelong at Cesar. <laughs> Assuming he must know, because it's a contraption, how to use it better, but not really wanting to witness the ride. Okay. Cesar? Um, everything seems to be going good, just trying to get as much speed out of this uh, ragtag bunch of uh, ragtag... Uh team of animals and uh at one point we're going up the mountain and we hit a series of three quick bumps and says let's out a ho 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 <laughs> very good okay um up ahead uh there starts to be flashes of lightning in the air and these flashes uh, seem to be working in parallel with some of the ionization in the air, and there's a bit of a bo- aurora borealis going. But it highlights what appears to be a cave opening um, higher up in the mountain. At current speed, you probably get to in about two minutes. Um, not sure if there's any sort of prep you want to make for this or not, but uh, or how you would like to approach but the tracks uh, seem to be heading in that direction. I would turn to Cesar and say, the Quartri is letting us know that's where we need to go. So we need to be prepared for possible battle or or something uh, exciting there. But that's that's the pointing finger of God. We need to go there. All right. Well, we're on our way. We'll be there quick. Okay. Um, Cesar, do you want to tell the sleigh to stop or do you want it to just go blasting into the... Oh, come on. I'm. I mean, if the if I don't see any sign that their sleigh stopped, I'm I'm going balls to the wall. Uh, you go flying through the snow, and you come up onto the uh, mouth of the cave. You see, on the inside, uh, another sleigh has been um, parked there, mm-hmm. and a passageway goes further into into the mountain. You will definitely, by the time that you register the fact that there's a sleigh there, you'll have gone further into the tunnel. Okay. I'll, uh, rear, you know, stop the sleigh at that point and, uh, to try to, you know, track whatever's in the cave more easily since it's probably not going to be as easy without snow. So we'll stop the sleigh at that point. 
Um, there is a sort of not quite violent, but uh, very jarring motion as the sleigh comes down from extreme speed to not. Mm-hmm. And starts to kind of shake apart right underneath you. Huh. It sort of, you know, a bit falls off here, a bit falls off there, but, you know, it's just, and eventually it's like everything just goes. Wait, 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 you cut out there, buddy. You cut out. Everything just goes. Is that better? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everything just goes, and soon you find yourself for that brief moment sitting with nothing underneath you until you hit the snow in a sitting position. Okay. All of the animals up ahead, including the cow, go, you know... <laughs> Tumbling off the side there. of the mountain. No, no, no. They're uh, <laughs> further, uh, further down the tunnel. But they're just kind of like, as if suddenly <laughs> from some degree of tension because they were going so fast. So you just kind of see, like, the hobby horse go rocketing down, mm-hmm. um, like a comet down. Cacophony of moo, Everybody runs into the wall. Like a like a comet or like a blitzen. The Cesar Cesar's on my wavelength tonight. Thank you, sir. Tis the season. Yes, like a comet. And Donner lands on Blitz, and, you know, it's that sort of deal. Mm-hmm. Um, well, there's no silent approach, but then again, a... <laughs> not after that. A child of adventure would not wish any sort of silence, because they know nothing of this, but... There's a howl from deeper within the cave. Okay. Sounds like it's... That's where we need to be headed. That's um, right. Let's, uh... Let's continue. No time, no rest for the weary. Mm. Must get those presents. Okay. Clearly we're not going back. We can only go forward. Eh, there's another sleigh there. <laughs> I suppose that's true if we want a chance at a second time. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> that actually, actually actually did seem to be a, a good deal of fun. and um, The cow seems to be surprisingly unhurt, by the way. Um, as <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> moseying out of the uh, nearby snowbank. Mm-hmm. I would take a stop at my hobby horse friend, pat it gently on the head, and take a few rocks just for old time's sake and, and wish Shadowmere well. Well, you actually find that the the hobby horse is still fully together. And as you're rocking, it does start to move Ooh. forward. <laughs> okay, I would stay on it then. Okay. And I would ready... The bird's still floating around me, so I would ready um, the tiny bird... Uh, burf? Burf, just mm-hmm. in my hand, just in case. Okay. Um, the horse, the hobby horse, still has the rotating um, light as well. Okay. okay. So, Cesar. Mm-hmm. You see Xanatari mount up? Mm-hmm. Anything stylish you want to do, sir? Um, uh, on my way, I'll be like, Hey, Bessie, come here! <laughs> the cow. That's the cow on the side. And uh, gets her turned around, cl- clambers up on top, and uh, 
does what he can to urge the cow along behind Xanatari. Um, you find also, uh, as you're taking stock of things, you, you do have your, uh, book crossbow. Great. Uh, the title of the book, though, this time is Nice List, Naughty List, <laughs> Black Book of... Hmm. Blacklist? No. It's a, it says there's a little black book. Mm, okay. Oh, my. Isn't that... One side of that list is substantially longer than the other. <laughs> or just take it as you will. <laughs> he um, probably prefers uh, the naughty list. <laughs> you also find that all of your uh, special arrows, mm-hmm. your crossbow bolts, yes. are red and white striped. Yay! And there is a faint smell of peppermint in the air. Okay? Mm-hmm. Okay, since I'm on my horse with my knees bent out, like low to the ground, trying not to drag my feet, I would, uh, you know, say yeah and urge my horse forward down this narrow corridor. Your hobby horse takes off. This is not Clyde, correct? This is Shadowmere? Hmm. Well, I'm calling it that because it's obviously so intimidating. I'm sure it's Clyde in reality. (laughs) Uh, The hobby horse takes off at speed. A proper cavalier's charge. Uh, and takes off down. The cow seems to have found a degree of courage and uh, goes also reasonably fast. <laughs> have you ever played Wii Cow Racing? Because that's all I can see in my head. That's all I'm seeing. Oh, well. I remember that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on. You come to the opening of um, another, come to the opening of a cavern, and mm-hmm. how the rock formation looks appears to be as if you had a cloth sack, and the top was turned towards you, somewhat closed, so you had kind of like all the cloth ripples and whatever else around. Mm-hmm. Cool. It seems to be lit on the inside. The cloth sack is lit on the inside? Well, the cavern... I was like, whoa, that would be interesting. Okay, the cavern is lit and there's a cloth yeah, sack. So it's, okay. It's, it's like the entrance oh, to the it cavern, looks like that. cavern looks like there's a, it's a cloth, like if you had a cloth bag, large cloth bag. Oh, okay, I see where you're going and, with this. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you charge on through into the cavern? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Xanatari first, or Cesar? Probably the former, I would imagine. Xanatari, mm-hmm. okay. you charge in and you find yourself in a cavern full of presence. Old, old, old presence, and really, really new presence. Okay, uh, I would, I would pull back on the handles of my hobby horse and say, whoa, and get off glancing around to see if there's any living person in this cave. The Handel's Messiah? Yes, yes, I hear it. Okay. <laughs> um, there are others listed in the cave. There appears to be in uh, Cesar. Mm. It seems to resonate with you. There are apparently slaves in this cave. Mm. Like okay. notes or some sort of things. Chained to tables. 
<sighs> making things. That's not good. Yeah. You hear a howl, it's further onwards in a different part of the cavern, mm-hmm. but it's sitting on what appears to be a throne made of various presents is this cylindrical creature. The sphere thing? Yes. The sphere. Mm-hmm. Spheres. 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 <laughs> as white as death, eyes as black as coal. As black as coal? As black as coal. And what some sort of sharp orange weapon or beak affixed mm-hmm. of its face. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. It and it is directing this mass of slaves to do its bidding, but you can tell that its heart is absolutely cold and frozen. Well, considering that it stole all the presents from everybody else's tree, I'm curious as to why it has an army of slaves. Maybe it wants more. Hmm. What are the slaves doing? They're building toys and presents? They're building something. Building something. Each one is building something. Has the trisphered creature seen us? No, it, it seems to be in a, in, a, in a gloating bit of inattention. You know, if, if it had a mustache, you could almost kind of picture it doing the, the twisting mustache of... Evil Glee, in classic villain format. Okay. I would lead Shadowmere slash Clyde over to the side of the cavern and try to conceal him behind perhaps some of these presents or somewhere where he wouldn't be seen. There is a snort of sawdust, but uh, the hobby horse stays in place. Okay. I'll look at Cesar. What do you well, think? You look at Cesar, and he's in the process of riding his cow straight up to the snowman, pulling out his crossbow and firing a bolt directly into his cold heart. <laughs> he does not mess around. No. Okay. All right. What does this particular arrow do? Since it is uh, not one that you recognize. I'm sure, you made it, but. <laughs> Um, what a fun arrow it, for you. It's kind of like the spike wire one that he has, except it unfurls into uh, a string of, of holly. Okay. And the, the sharp edges and points of the leaves sl- slash into the, the, the flesh of, it, of my foe. Okay. All right. Roll your, uh, roll your attack. Okay. Uh, 15 plus... Oh, come on, mouse. Don't die on me. I think it's like plus 11. Like 26. Okay. You hit with a puff of white substance. Um, You believe it to be snow at this point in time. Mm -hmm. Um, The creature appears to be radiating uh, a large degree of cold as well in the area, but um, you don't seem to be taking any damage at it right now. Okay. Your holly bursts into the chest of the creature and appears to strike true. Okay. 
doing damage to mm-hmm. this pit of vileness. Okay. Does not fall over, but you definitely have its attention at this point. <laughs> and it looks like it's going to pick up one of the larger boxes nearby. Mm-hmm. And it looks like it's going to try and throw it at you. Okay. However, um, is Hari? Mm-hmm. If you roll a d20, um, can you beat a 13? No. <laughs> the creature throws the throws the present at Cesar. And if I roll a 17, does that hit you? Versus your AC. Versus AC, I don't believe so. Negative. Okay. The present hits the ground at a distance from you, uh, scattering what would have been shards of black coal into an area, but it misses you. Okay. Sanatari, what would you like to do? Well, having seen Cesar just ride right up and attack, uh, I'm going to want to join him. So I will take a quick glance toward this pile of presents and items that were stolen from the Christmas tree, and I will spot a a rectangular object that's brown with some shiny uh, bits in it, and I will run up and grab that from my offhand. Uh, And as I run in to see if I can reach him, am I close enough for a melee attack? Yes. Okay. As I roll to hit with my uh, fake, I suppose, sword... Oh, that's nice. 22. Does it hit? In fact, with childish glee and the belief that you can do anything, you've actually scored a critical hit. Okay. Describe. As I hit him with my toy sword, I would take my offhand weapon, thus labeled fruitcake, and smash it into his face as hard as possible. And I would plunge my sword into the side of the center sphere, uh, trying to see if I can uh, hit some sort of a uh, important organ or, or something to to uh, leak out of. Okay. You strike true. Doing damage. And uh, where it's at right now, it doesn't seem like it can do a counterattack against you. Which brings us back around to the dapper man in red, Cesar. <laughs> I'll, uh, still on the cow, so I'll, I'll, I'll wheel Bessie around and do a direct charge at the snowman, trying to, to, uh, like, run Bessie right over, through and over him, and sort of trample him. Okay. Uh, go ahead, roll your attack. Okay. Uh, 18. You are able to hit. I, I presume that you have an idea as to where Xanatari is in relation to the mm-hmm. the creature, correct? I would imagine so, yeah. Okay. Um, you're able to plow through the snowman, mm-hmm. or the creature, and it sort of goes poof into this white cloud that starts to re-coalesce. Mm-hmm. And... Um, Soon is going to take form, takes form quickly back to where it was. Okay. You don't appear to have done much, if anything, with the 
the trample attack. Okay. Um, whirling around, there is uh, what appears to be jagged points, jagged wooden points, at the end of its fingers. There's three of them. In fact, they actually they kind of look like uh, twigs or small branches attached to a larger branch that goes into this creature's body, but vicious-looking mm-hmm. um, things. And it may, tries to make a claw attack at Cesar, as if completely ignoring Xanatari. Mm. Well, this time it's only a 12, so that's not going to hit. Okay. Uh, Xanatari. Uh, since I'm there, I would like to attack, but before I do, I would like to use my create water and create up to a gallon of water where I would have this appear and dump on top of this creature's head to see if I can uh, somehow dissolve this strange material that the spheres are made of. Um, you do not dissolve it, but the uh, the water has put a frozen sheen quickly uh flash freezes okay sort of uh a a shell around the outer skin of this creature okay at that point i am going to again come in with uh my sword i don't think lightning's going to help me here so it's just going to be like a basic uh, melee attack Mm -hmm. uh and then i will swing with my offhand uh fruitcake Uh, only a nine. Does it hit? Oh, but in this case, because of the childlike imagination and the <laughs> wonders of the age and the day and the holiday, you scored a critical hit. Okay. Well, with this swing, I'm going to try to separate the top sphere from the middle sphere. Uh, and as the chat room has running, the magic shell perhaps will help me in this. So I will. I will take a swing for for the upper sphere, and at the same time as I come in to get the upper sphere, I will take the fruitcake and try to take off the the beak of this orange, uh, this orange beak that's on top of that upper sphere. All that you wish is done. <laughs> but to you goes the epic description of the full kill and destruction <laughs> this creature. Okay, as the upper sphere rolls off onto the floor, uh, the the round black coal eyes would probably widen in surprise, and the middle sphere, like all bad snowmen, would crack down the center, and pieces of it would fall off, uh, needing to be re-rolled should it want to be formed. Uh, the lower piece would stay, just covered in bits of the upper two, useless and round. Okay. Sorry about that. Coughing fit. Um, from the center sphere, which you have decapitated the creature, rolls a black orb. Looks like coal. Probably is coal. It has a um, red and white striped bolt sticking out of it. And it appears to be leaking some sort of yellowish liquid. As the creature dies, 
as the creature sort of falls over, you hear sort of the soft jingling of bells in the air as the clasps of the of, of the uh, restraints on the gnomes unlock. But the coal continues to pulse a bit. And there's a smell of nutmeg in the air with each pulse. Yes, it's bleeding eggnog. Okay, because I wasn't sure where you were going with that one. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's gross. Okay. <laughs> um. Well, I I suppose want to take a final smash this time. You know, looking at the cracked fruitcake in my hand, uh, thinking it might have another one more shot or such. I, I would smash it down onto the coal to try to make it uh, to shatter it, so it wouldn't continue to pulse and, and bleed out. Do you do any food? Do you do you do any dramatic dramatic poses beforehand? Yes, um, I surprised by the strength of this this strange uh, object that I found in the present pile. I would hold it aloft, you know, like this, and uh, and glance at Cesar, uh, maybe taking off one of the red and blue pieces to you know double check that out, and then smash it down as hard as possible on the coal. Uh, you have, you have brought the creature low. There is just this crushing sound of coal. You've grounded into dust. Okay. I'll say we'll see you again next year. <laughs> okay. There is a surprised howl from back the way you came into. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Into the cavern. The gnomes seem very surprised. Uh, they're still a little stunned and shocked. But maybe they'll be able to flee on their own or come back and get them at a later time. But I think mm-hmm. we should turn and demand that they return all these presents. Okay. <coughs> you do notice, though, that some of the presents near the entrance are gone. There was a pile or two that weren't... that aren't, aren't present right now. No pun intended. Uh. How did that uh, howling sound get behind us? I think we might have been duped. Hmm. Let's make chase. Bessie, on! <laughs> I would run back to my hobby horse and mount and try to follow Cesar on his cow as he charges ahead. The problem is the hobby horse is not there. <gasps> no! There are skittering marks as if it has been dragged from its hiding spot towards the entrance. Okay. Completely abandoning everything in my search for my treasured shadow mirror, I would dash out toward the front of the entrance to see if I could find out what has stolen my toy. Cesar extends a hand to Xanatari as he rides by to swing her up onto the cow. Okay. And so charging forward, you see claw prints and then skidded drags of what could only be hobby horse runners. It appears to be a valiant fight that this wooden steed is, is putting up, though. Um, but up ahead, you sort of see where the sleigh had been. There's nothing there, but you see a shape at the top of, at the opening to the cave. Hold it right there! Any words in it, Get your grubby paws off my toy. Okay. 
Uh, I'm assuming that you're going to just keep keep running up there on the horse, on the uh, the cow. Is the figure stopped? Like, does it seem to be stationary? Does it look like it's facing us or it's back to us? Um, there's at the outside of the entrance. There's the sleigh. It appears to be uh, filled with a bunch of different bags. Mm-hmm. Or one very big bag, you can't really tell from the thing. And there is a creature that is standing in the sleigh at the front of it. Mm-hmm. And there appears to be, uh, occasionally it'll swing into view over the edge of the cliff, a hobby horse. You can kind of see the, the, the colored light swirl every once in a while. Uh, in so sense, go ahead. <laughs> what Cesar will do is he'll ride to, you know, charge full speed right at the thing, and then when it gets to basically the right distance for this to make sense, he'll, uh, or, like, right before, he'll say, Xanatari, ready your sword! And he'll, uh, he'll, he's got pretty good command of, of Bessie at this point, and he'll basically get her to, 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 like, skid to as fast of a stop as she can while pushing her front down and kicking her back up. And flinging mm-hmm. Xanatar right at the creature. <laughs> okay. <sighs> okay. Having been Zanat- launched at this creature, uh, okay. how accurate has my launch been? Your launch with childlike abandon and adventure is perfect. <sighs> okay. Flying through the air with my arms outstretched, I would bowl into this dark shape, knocking it to the ground uh, on top of it, making sure I didn't stab it, but that I can immobilize its upper limbs and uh, and be sitting on top of it. And then okay. I would turn and look at it to see if this is indeed Thorn. You land and do as you wanted. Uh, sitting atop him. However, the force of the impact has adjusted the weight of the sleigh just enough that it tilts over the edge of the cliff Mm -hmm. and begins to speed down the mountain. (laughs) A hobby horse, you hear if there could be like a neigh, but there's like a puff of sawdust that comes up over the top of the sleigh as if it's trying to get up to speed to get away from the sleigh at the same time pushing it down. It is indeed Thorn, and when you grab the hold of it, you actually manage to hug Thorn. And the eyes that were glazy and sort of feral mm-hmm. start to clear, as if maybe his... Animal intelligence has grown three sizes more. I would look at him, pull up my trousers, and scream very loud, How dare you ruck up this holiday, stealing all the lollies, and you better fix it flat out like a lizard drinking. (laughs) By the way, for those in the audience... That's Australian. Yeah. Well, one, that's Australian, but two, go watch the old Dr. Seuss um, Grinch show, and you'll sort of see where this is all following along at. Um, Cesar actually does start, uh, sorry, um, Thorn does start to come around and does uh, sort of sniffs the air and snorts and 
fusses and doesn't quite understand who it is at first, but then you hear him say your name. Um, and he's clearly entirely unaware as to where he actually is or what he has done. Taking my berth, I would throw it at his face, and as it impacts him, you would hear a little... <laughs> and then I would run to the edge of the cliff, trying to save Shadowmere. Well, you're actually on this sleigh that's now going down the side of the mountain. Oh, I thought we got knocked off. We are actually on the mountain sleigh as it sleigh. goes down. Yep. <sighs> okay. So... Getting up there, you see that there are reins flapping and stuff, and they're attached. The whole harness is attached to Shadowmere. Okay. Great. <laughs> I would look to see how far away we are from Cesar and what he's doing. Uh, still possibly on the cow at the top of the cliff while we fly down. I, I don't know. Well, we can we can go back to Cesar for a moment. Uh, you have just seen the edge of the sleigh go shooting down and the sleigh appears to be rocketing towards the hamlet that mm -hmm. you guys left. Okay. Um, your mighty bovine steed mm -hmm. remains. Well, I uh, urge her onward, say, uh, on, on, Bessie, give it all you've got. We've got to catch that sleigh. Okay. Any sort of additional boosts or whimsy that you wish to add? As she's charging, he'll pull out a couple more gadgets, whip up something real quick, just trying, like, with one hand to hold uh, hold the reins and uh, keep her on course. And uh, these uh, two mechanical creatures uh, shoot out to the side. Uh, like, he lets them go. They shoot out to the side and shoot under Bessie and attach to her rear hooves and uh, extend into, like, skis. So basically, she's propelling herself with her, her front legs, but she's skiing with her, her back legs. You know, you text and drive. <laughs> it picks up speed. Bessie picks up speed, runs it, and starts going down the mountain, skiing and running. At one point, hitting this wonderful mogul, launching off, and to anyone that was around... Highlighted by the moon with sort of the front no. clawing at the sky. There's a complete E.T. moment of a cow up at skis going across the full moon. Landing and then continuing onwards. Okay? Mm -hmm. Very good. Um, Xanatari, you were able to get a hold of the reins. Okay. And what in your imagination... Can you imagine what you would like to do next? Well, what else is on the sleigh besides myself and Thorn that Shadowmere is pulling? Huge bag of presents. Okay, and as we uh, skid down the mountain at speed, what is below us? In terms of the mountain or under the sleigh? Uh, in terms of the mountain. What in are we heading towards? You are heading towards the hamlet and the large Christmas tree at the center of the plaza. Okay. Um, how close are we to the hamlet? Uh, probably about a half mile um, by this reckoning. Uh, time, by the way, seems to be playing a little bit of an oddity here, and you start to see the first cracks of dawn. Okay. Passing. So you can account for most time, but apparently for this place... 
you're getting on up around maybe 545. Okay. Uh, I am going to get on my knees and pray to Quartari to give me extra strength and wait until we are about, uh, I'd say, 100 feet from the hamlet, at which point I am going to cast my hammering wind and use the momentum of the downward... Uh, what? <laughs> the downward... Uh, speed that we've picked up to see if I can use this hammering wind attack to push the sleigh upward in a ramp-like manner so that it will fly into the center of the hamlet on wind and, and be stopped in a way that, uh, that it lands with impact by flying up and then falling straight down. With childlike glee, your plan works perfectly. Mm. Go ahead. Describe it as you, as however epic you wish. Okay, I would, uh, still sitting on top of Thorn, lean over, grab him by the throat, and shove his head down, just so he doesn't interfere with this. And then I would raise my toy sword to the sky and uh, make a circle with it, cast Hammering Wind. And as we hit the last final rock of this downward <laughs> trip of death, uh, we would launch the sleigh into the sky over top of any walls or gates that were surrounding the hamlet and thud down after about a 10-foot, 15-foot uh, uh, aerial ride right in the center of town. Okay. Of course, next to their decorations and holiday gear. Okay. You managed to do this perfectly, and you land... Just as the town, remember people in the town start to come out of their doors, there is the initial wafting of boo-hoo-hoos at first, but then there is surprise and just an almost immediate sense of glee at seeing this sleigh presence in this mighty epic warrior <laughs> In my plastic driver. armor. Yes. Your plastic armor, in fact, as just this, this emotional outburst happens, the sun rises, casting light down upon your plastic armor, mm -hmm. and just giving it just that extra heroic little twinkle and bits. Very nice. Cesar? Yes? You see the um, sleigh launch into town. Mm-hmm. What would you like to do as you're cruising? Um, well, I don't know how uh, how well Bessie's taking to her new mode of transport, but he'll uh, uh, issue command and have the uh, the the ski contraptions fall off to the side, and she regains her uh, regular m uh, mo movement, and he'll uh, slow down and, and uh, gallop. Quickly, but not at breakneck speed, into the town center to uh, assess the situation. The situation is that there are many children, many adults, and many presents to be passed out. Okay. How would you guys like to resolve all this? Sanitari, you are still casting your heroic pose. Yes, I would uh, sheathe my sword and look down at Thorn 
to see what his reaction is as I climbed off of him and began to grab the large pile that he had stolen. Okay. You can sort of scamper up the uh, scamper up the sack. It's quite large. And uh, you'll be able to find the opening to the to the bag and see all the presents inside. Hmm. Want to start tossing them? Just kind of dump them out. <laughs> Let's dump them out in a large pile in the center of town and watch the uh, rabid children arrive. Okay. Dumping them out, Cesar. Mm-hmm. Anything stylish that you wish to do to help this process along, or? Anything that you would like, uh, seeing that her, that she's scampering up the sack of presents? He'll just go over and, uh, to try to keep the chaos to a minimum, go start picking through and calling out names of presents on the presents that he finds to try to hand them out to the right people. And, uh, is there a little Jimmy here? Uh, how about a, a Bobby Sue? And, uh, just... <laughs> Cindy Lou? <laughs> It appears that this all is either a very related Hamlet or whatever, but everyone else is named Who. Hmm. So. I still want to know what this special wand in my pocket does. Maybe. Okay. Well, we will get to that in just a moment. So just hold, hold off on that, that question for just a bit, if you don't mind. As we wind down this little tale of ours. Eventually, you were able to pass out all the presents, and while this is going on, there is a feast laid out in the center of town that everyone participates in. People, kids and everything, come up to Cesar, and him being quite dapper, and of course, always the center of... And in red. And in red. He's asked repeatedly for a story or a story or a poem or something. Do you do you have something to that effect, Cesar, that you wish to share upon this Whoville? All right, everyone, calm down. I uh I think I could come with a with a tale. It uh, it happened on a <clears throat> on a uh, winter solstice eve. Uh, uh I don't know if I would say similar to this one, but uh it happened to be in the same uh time of season. Uh and uh I, will, I could I could certainly tell a tale. Uh, uh, settle down and, and, and take a listen. <laughs> <laughs> settle down and stay a while. <laughs> stay a while and listen. <laughs> Twas the night before Christmas, uh, when all through the inn, all the creatures were stirring, there was quite a din. The tankards were drunk by the fire with care. Without looking too hard, you could find Cesar there. Thord was eyeing a bright, gleaming ruby of red, while visions of artifacts danced in his head. Xanatari and her chainmail, and Bert shining bright, were looking around, making sure all was right. When out in the street there arose such a clatter, I sprang from my bench to see what was the matter. Away to the window I flew like a flash, tore open the shutters, and flew like a flash. The moon on the breasts of the fine lady there sent a shock of dark color through my snowy white hair. When what to my wandering eyes should appear but three more senoritas? Quick, I'll buy them some beer! Through eighty, though eighty-plus years, I'm lively and quick. How speedily I fetch their drinks, what a trick! More rapid than eagles to their sides, Cesar came, and I whistled and shouted and called them by name. 
Angela, Pamela, Sandra, and Rita. And as I continue, you know they getting sweeter. To the warmth in the bar, to the bench by the wall. Now drink with me, drink with me, drink with me all. As dry leaves that before the wind elemental fly, when they meet with an obstacle mount to the sky. So right up their corsets, my eyeballs, they flew, and then down the backs of their snug trousers, too. Um, hmm. Looking around at the, the crowd of small children staring at him wide-eyed, he says, uh, <laughs> uh, here it gets a rather uh, uh, inappropriate for quite some time. Hmm, let's uh, see. Dressed all in fur. Uh, uh, butt cheeks were like roses. Uh, <laughs> Held tight in her teeth. Uh, uh, they shook when they laughed like two bowlfuls of jelly. No, uh, that, that's most of the rest of it. Uh, well, it, it ends up with this. Uh, I sprang down the stairs to my team gave a whistle, and we rode out on Fluffy like the down of a thistle. I made sure to exclaim ere we went out of sight, Happy Christmas, Winter Haven, and to all a good night, especially the ladies. <laughs> Sanitary sighs, slightly amused but not showing it, <laughs> and covers the ears of the small children closest to her. Do you have a saving throw versus story Sanitari that you uh, wish to uh, read to anyone? Uh. <laughs> Should we just answer the sonic screwdriver question? Yes, yes. Uh, pulling out the strange object in my pocket uh, and pointing it at the tree in the center of of where the presents are, I would examine it, noticing all the strange gadgetry and buttons, and press the shiniest one. There is a moment of odd sound, kind of a whirling sound, mm -hmm. and then for the brightest button, the brightest lights do appear upon the tree. Mm. At the top, there is a nova of pure electrical light, as if the flash of a lightning bolt captured perfectly atop the tree. I would push the other buttons until I got to the bottom with the green button, and then noticing it vibrates in my hand, I would turn the green button off again, and I says her strangely. <laughs> what? What have you done? Okay. Put it back in my pocket. You will notice that the... As you're putting it away, another button is pushed. Does it this make a phone one, call? No, but this one seems to return you to elsewhere. Zanatari, take us out. <sighs> That's sad. Thank you for listening. You can find out more at deathd4dishonor.com, subscribe on iTunes, and find us on Twitter at deathd4. Please take a listen to the Gray Area Podcast about advice and interviews on relationships between gamers at genesee.com or signalsmedia.com. Uh, don't forget to leave us iTunes reviews if you would. We've gotten one or two since then, and uh, love when you click the stars or just write a sentence uh, describing how you feel about D4, good or bad. And please subscribe on Twitch if you'd like to continue to see us live. Most of the time, 10 30 Eastern, uh, twitch.tv.com slash Genesee. Stay tuned for next week as we continue our travels. And thanks, chat room. You've been fun. Have a wonderful holiday and enjoy your present of Razor, which I will relink for those who didn't get it. And uh, we'll see you hopefully next week. Happy holidays, everybody. Hey, ho, ho, ho. This podcast is a part of the Signals Media All-Star Network. For more information on this and other fine shows, go to signalsmedia.com. 
It's okay to stick our stuff in your ears. Really?